Chapter Fifteen of Handy Mandy and Oz by Ruth Plummy Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Fifteen The Pilgrim Returns to the Mountain. Traveling northward by foot and as quickly as he could, Number Five had come to the Silver King's Mountain just a few moments after Knox and Handy Mandy. Now, dressed in the silver armor and helmet worn by all the wizard's M men, he waited in great agitation for the wizard to appear. Nifflepock had at once taken five to the den where Watts carried on all his magic experiments and kept his valuable treasures, and, quite sure none of the other agents had been as successful as he, five paced impatiently up and down, fancying himself already co-ruler with the wizard in Oz. So there you are at last. Entering from an invisible door in the back of his workshop, Watts stared coldly at Five. Well, what trash is it that you have stolen? he was asked finally. The wizard always pretended the discoveries of his agents were of little use and importance. But when Five, completely taken aback and crestfallen, began to explain the wonderful properties of the magic picture and the fact that the old jug had once been the powerful king of the gnomes, the silver monarch cut him short. "'Yes, yes, but just see what Seven has brought,' he told him gloatingly. Seven, by a trick known only to himself, has stolen and transported to our mountain the great record book of Glinda the Good Sorceress.' Following the direction of the king's imperious finger, Five gazed jealously at a huge volume chained with golden chains to its marble stand. In that book, went on the wizard quickly, everything that ever happened in Oz is recorded. Not only everything that has happened, but everything that is happening. You can see the entries appearing at this very minute on the open page. I see, I see. Five scarcely glanced at the record book. But this magic picture shows you any person you desire to look at. With this picture and the help of the powerful Gnome King, now disguised as a jug, we can soon make ourselves rulers of Oz. All we need to do is release Ruggedo from his enchantment. I've been told by people in the Emerald City that Ruggedo is familiar with all the magic secrets of Ozma and the Wizard of Oz, and is besides a skillful magician himself. Once we have disenchanted him, everything will be easy. We? We? sneered Watts, who secretly agreed with Five, but would not give him the satisfaction of knowing it. Well, put the picture there on that stand so I can examine it. "'Show us this silly ruler of Oz who sets herself above all other rulers,' he ordered sharply. "'Where is she now, and what is she doing?' Then, though the wizard and Five and Nifflepock, who had come noiselessly into the workshop, gazed into the canvas till their eyes stung and watered, not a single figure appeared to enlighten them. "'Ha! A hoax!' raged the Silver King, rushing at Five and shaking him till his armor rattled. How dare you fool me in this dangerous manner? But it's not a hoax, screamed Five as soon as he could speak. It worked perfectly well in the castle. Perhaps it was hurt when you reduced it to carry it here, 
put in Nifflepok nervously. He was always trying to keep peace between the cruel king and his subjects. Perhaps it only obeys the commands of Ozma, its rightful owner. And remember, you still have the jug and the magic record book. The record book might even explain about the picture, he suggested hopefully. I thought so, it says here. The magic picture and rug, the jug, have been stolen from the castle of Ozma of Oz by an agent of the Silver King. There, exclaimed Five, brushing himself off indignantly, I told you it was the one and only picture. Yes, but what good is it to me if it doesn't work, scoffed the wizard. I'll not have you potted this time, Five, but next time don't bring me damaged goods and old jugs. Bring something of real value. As Five, red-faced and furious, jerked himself out of the king's presence, Watts turned joyfully to Nifflepock. Getting on, old Tubbykins, we're getting on. Without that magic picture, Ozma will not be able to trace her stolen property, and without the record book, Glinda will not be able to help her. So who's to stop us from stealing everything, everything? exulted Watts picking up the earthen jug and waving it over his head. "'But do you think it's wise to treat our agents so shabbily?' sighed Nifflepock. "'They might betray us, you know.' "'Oh, no, they won't,' sniffed the wizard, grinning broadly at his anxious little assistant. "'The way I treat them is perfectly all right. Keeps them on their toes. And with each trying to outdo the other, we get the best results. "'Well, I hope you're right.' Nifflepock still looked unconvinced, but I cannot help thinking. Out of your line, Niffy, just leave the thinking to me. Now fetch me my magic blower, that's a good fellow, till I see what can be done with this jug. It may take some time and doing to release this ugly little gnome. By the way, did you pulverize those meddling munchkins? Oh, yes. Nifflepock nodded his head with a little shudder of distaste. I shot them down into the prisoner's pit, just as your majesty commanded. That's strange. The wizard, in crossing the den to fetch a glass test-tube, had paused for a moment beside the book of records. It says here, The goat girl from Mern and the royal ox are in the Silver King's mountain, planning to release the little king of Carataria. So that's what brought them here, mused the wizard softly. Now then, Nifflepock, something must have slipped up instead of down. If your prisoners were powdered or pulverized, how could they be planning and plotting? They must have some powerful magic to help them, muttered Nifflepock, or how could they have survived that fall? Better find out, my dear fellow. Go spy on those munchkins. And if their magic is important or worthwhile, come back and tell me. And in the future, be more careful how you carry out my orders and instructions. The wizard's voice was still low and pleasant, but his eyes flashed so threateningly, Nifflepock rushed out of the royal work den, flung himself in the silver car, and went speeding down to the prison pits at the bottom of the mountain. End of chapter 15